welcome to the Dreamers Manual podcast. If this is your first time, you are so welcome here. And if you're back, thanks so much for joining me again. Today is a big celebration, and I firmly believe in celebrating the things in our lives or business that we do accomplish or just that we're really proud of. And this is probably a little bit of all of those things. It is the one year anniversary of starting the Dreamers Manual podcast. So I wanted to answer some questions I've gotten on social media and also just talk a little bit about knowing if starting a podcast is right for you. Because depending on our goals, the way that we like to communicate and create content, the time or commitments we already have in our business, the answer could be different for everybody, right? So I want to talk through what it's been like to have this podcast for a year, what I've learned, what I've loved, what I haven't, and hopefully that helps you identify whether something like this might be a right fit for you or your business. Now, the first question I got was, has the podcast gone as expected? I want to say that I don't know that I came into the podcast with really big expectations. I was open to the experience and what it was going to look like. I think I had very realistic expectations from managing podcasts for my clients before I became an OBM and also working with clients who have podcasts as an OBM. I think what most people underestimate is the publishing schedule is real. The pressure is on. This isn't like a social media post where if you miss it, nobody is really probably going to notice. If you miss a week of a podcast, people will know for six months. If I miss a day in July and now it's January, you can pretty easily look back and see like, oh, missed a couple weeks there. It just starts to look inconsistent and not so great on the front end. And if you don't have a good system behind your podcast, creating content, getting it out, having some in backup so that you don't have all chaos breaking loose in your household and you're trying to record an episode because you don't have any in the bank, so to speak, I think can be a real deterrent and can really take away from people's enjoyment of this process. So I feel like I had realistic expectations of what the process was going to be. And similar to when I heard Tim Ferriss talk about starting his podcast, I gave myself permission for it to evolve and be what it was going to be. My thought behind the first season, if you guys remember, if you've been along with me on this journey, the first season was all about hiring, like who to hire in your business, what questions to ask that specific person, how much you could expect to pay. And I was fine calling it quits at the end of that season. I felt like that was a good contribution. It's a resource I could send people back to. And if I hated the process, I never had to record another episode again. So I did that season with that in mind that depending on how it goes, this will be my first season or my only season. So this leads into question two, was there anything surprising? I would say I was surprised how much I loved podcasting. I loved it way more than I thought it would. So much so that when things would get really sticky or tricky in my business in the day to day, the podcast was always a bright light and something I enjoyed so much and I looked forward to. I was also surprised at how much podcasting helped me get comfortable on social media and in general being less private. If you look at the progression of my episodes, the beginning was all interviews. And even when Kim and I started doing some book episodes, she was there with me and it was a joint 
effort. And I very slowly started dipping my toes into the solo episodes and showing up authentically, formatting those episodes, and just being more willing to share a little bit behind the scenes, which in one-on-one conversations, it was always that way. I'm not talking about being like private and secretive, just I didn't grow up with social media. I'm of that generation where I didn't have a cell phone until I was in college. So it's not something that comes natural to me. And it definitely has become more natural with the support of podcasting. Now, someone asked, is there anything you would change? (laughs) I would. I would. uh, I am not one of those people that says like, oh, no regrets. I have regrets. (laughs) I have lots just in general. But Regarding the podcast, I would love to perhaps go back and re-record some of those early episodes with guests, not because the guests weren't good, but because I hadn't figured out my comfort level and style. And I think that I could showcase them and have an even better experience than we did in those early interviews. And this isn't something I would change, but it's definitely something that evolved in that I made it a point to edit and listen back really carefully to my first mini episodes, I mean, six months or more. And that helped me cut out things that maybe other people wouldn't find annoying, but I found annoying. Filler words, the ums and ahs. You can train yourself to not say those things, but I think it takes, for me, hearing it and then consciously not saying it on certain interviews. There was a question about how things have evolved with the podcast. I think what we've already talked about is the evolution. There was more solo shows. So I think now I have a pretty good mix of guests and solo episodes. And the content shifted from what I was wanting to share. Now, I love this one. Favorite memories from the past year. You know, I love book episodes, but especially the spicy book episode. I just think of, because I'm recording these interviews on Zoom for the most part. And so I can see the person. So I can see Kim when she is blushing. (laughs) I love that Southern accent. I swear I was reincarnated from the South in a past life, but those were really fun. And you guys love those episodes too. And then the people that I've got to meet over this past year, getting out of my comfort zone and getting to know the people I already knew at a deeper level, but meeting some new people and having the most incredible conversations. There's this feeling that I get when the conversation is flowing and people are sharing the most incredible information or information I know is going to be so helpful. And I almost get like this warm, fuzzy, like a buzzing feeling. It's just, it's the absolute best. And I can't wait to experience more of that. Going back to if there's anything I would change, I also think I might add that podcasting is a little bit like creating in a vacuum in that even for podcasters, you know, on the front end, you don't really know. You see a podcast and the only measure of success that you can see or engagement with a community is maybe a little bit through social media, but reviews on iTunes. And that's the only way that people know unless you send them numbers from your back end, what's going on in the podcast. But you also don't know, like if I have my email provider, I can see who's opening my emails, who's clicking on things, who's unsubscribing. I'm not digging into that, but I could. Whereas in podcasts, people 
are just anonymous. They download things and you see the numbers, but you don't know who's listening or really many other details beyond that. And that can be good or bad, right? Because you can kind of create without being so self-conscious or overthinking what you're putting out there. But also if it really resonates with people, all you really can go by from that is if people send you messages or add a review or your download numbers for certain episodes, which can also just be you had a really good title that week. It doesn't necessarily reflect the content from that episode. So if I could change anything, it would be a little bit more probably transparency in that process, but you know, that's beyond my my pay grade. So what's next in the podcast? You might have already guessed, but the podcast is going to continue. However long I want to do it and you guys want to listen, I will continue creating content. And what type of content is going to be coming up for this next period of the podcast, this era? I think that my curiosity has always driven my content and it's going to continue to drive my content. And what I mean by that is I don't want to have conversations that are boring to me. (laughs) So if you think about pitching me for this podcast, do not send me, I mean, listen, we'll have whole episodes on pitches, but don't send me a boring pitch. Don't send me something that's like, I can talk about systems. So can I. (laughs) Like, What are you going to share with people that's new, interesting, exciting, incredibly helpful about that topic? So I'm going to let my curiosity continue to lead the way. What I'm really interested in in this season is inspiring stories from business owners and also real stories because sometimes it's really hard to have or listen to inspiring conversations when you feel like dog do about your own business. And I think having that juxtaposition of like, yeah, this is where I'm at now. And this is what it took to get there. And these were the good moments. And this is these were the hard times. I want to have real conversations like that. And I'm also interested in talking to people who have done things that I think you guys would find helpful publishing books, maybe having brick and mortar businesses or just navigating tough things. So expect to see more of that content coming. And then (laughs) this is sort of the edge for me, but more rants slash really raw and honest conversations. I, if you're familiar with the Enneagram, I'm an Enneagram seven and a wing eight, which uh, Enneagram eights are some of my favorite people. I love nothing more than a direct, blunt conversation. And it can be hard, right, to have those conversations in a public forum sometimes. I'm not afraid of putting my neck out there, but I also don't want to just make blanket statements and not address the nuance of something. So I am finding my own way and figuring out how to say more of what I really want to say and have it be helpful or be a new way for someone to think about things, perhaps. And then more behind the scenes, because that's also like real and authentic, I think is what's driving my vision for the next season. And if I'm going to share behind the scenes, it has to be real, authentic, and ultimately, hopefully helpful. It's always created with the eye of being helpful for people because just sharing things for the sake of sharing them is not something I'm interested in. But if I think it's going to help somebody, then I'm I'm all into it. 
So if you're thinking about starting a, a podcast, I don't know that there's hard and fast rules. I think if you give yourself an out and commit to a certain number of episodes, whatever is right to you, whether that's 10 or 12 episodes, I think that's a good number. Interviews and solo is a good rule of thumb because you're trying out two different things. Have a good system for creating your content. Ideally, if you're batching and creating a bunch of content at once, that way you're not constantly under pressure to create every single week and get these episodes out. It's going to feel a lot more spacious and better to you and be open to whatever the process shows you. So if you guys have listened to the podcast for a while, you'll know I did a team episode just about this time last year, but this is sort of like my acceptance speech (laughs) in that I want to say that this podcast literally would not be possible. I would not do it without the support I have behind the scenes. Because as much as I love recording the episodes, I might not love all the other things that come with it on a weekly basis. So um, Kim, you guys have heard her on the book episodes, but she is the genius behind the graphics. Even when on the night of the podcast launch, I completely changed every single graphic we had for the podcast. She just rolled with me and is always a ride or die when it comes to the business and the podcast. She's a genius at social media. She's insane with her graphics. And I encourage you to check out her link if you're interested in working with her or learning more. And then we have Michelle who has been with us since before day one She always has the best critiques, the best feedback. She's so generous and kind with her suggestions. And she is the face of most of the forward-facing copy that you see in the business. I have taken over now writing at least the good portion of the emails. I just wanted my emails to feel more personal, like I was writing to my friends, because really that's how I view the people I'm communicating with. So when we're talking about emails now, that's me, but show notes and social media posts, that is, that's Michelle's genius. And so if you need a copywriter, I always highly recommend her. Both of these gals are in Georgia, by the way. So lovely Southern ladies. And then we have Ellen, who just always has the most thoughtful suggestions for the show. She reels us in when we get too wild and crazy. And she initially had me postpone the launch of the podcast until quarter three last year. And it was such a good supportive suggestion and I just love her for it. So you can also find Ellen's link in the show notes. And then we've had some guest support with Kayla Wells, who is literally a podcast production company extraordinaire. The company is not only amazing at editing, her copy is so well done. If you're looking for someone to run your podcast, there's very few that I would recommend wholeheartedly. And she is definitely on that list, just absolutely so talented. So we'll put her information in the list. If you're still listening after my (laughs) movie stage speech, I just want to thank you guys so much because a podcast without listeners would be like knitting needles without yarn. It just wouldn't be possible. So I'm so grateful for anyone who's ever listened to any episode 
it means so much. I literally look at the numbers and think about people listening and where they might be and just kind of daydream about that. It's something that I look at and I'm grateful for every single week. So thank you so much. And I hope this inspires you to try something new in your life or business. Take a little bit of a risk and see where it goes. And I think coinciding with this episode, we will have a little bit of a giveaway. And so if you want to check out Instagram, I believe it involves posting and sharing a review of the podcast because we know that that helps so incredibly much when we're talking about getting guests on the show and being able to give you guys more of what you want. That's where it's at. So if you're interested, Come find me on Instagram. It's Julie Calcote OBM and we'll see you on the next show.